You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. We got a voiceover intro. It's about it's, time. It's for Main Event. That means we're official. We're officially here. You hear the music playing. We got Main Event's music. We got a Main Event voiceover intro. We are here. Welcome, everybody. I am professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg. We are brought to you by Bing. Bing is for doing. And we are doing another WWE's Main Event After Show. And I, of course, am not doing this alone. Only got one partner this week. Unfortunately, uh, Corey had a prior commitment this week. She is not here. Fret not, Corey fans, or, you know, Takeites. She will be back <laughs> next week. But right now, it is just me and the one and only, Mr. Cameron, Cameron Cash. Cash. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction, Christian. It was great. And we're going to miss Corey very much today, but I think we're going to have an amazing show. We're going we're gonna to have a great show. You know, we're doing after, uh, main event after buzz for the week of March 20th, hailing from Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Bearcats. And, you know, we're, we're on that road to WrestleMania, buddy. We're getting closer and closer and closer. And you can feel it. You know, yeah. between, you know, all the video packages, you know, the hyping up that the commentators do for it, which we'll talk about a little later. But just, you just have the sense, like if you're a wrestling fan, you just sense it. You just have that feeling like, okay, WrestleMania is looming. It's very close. Like, you know, our Super Bowl. It's like we're in the NBA playoffs. You can, like, feel the energy. Everyone's in, on their A game, and uh, it's a lot of uh, great wrestling action. March, NCAA March Madness just started today. I'm yeah. following my bracket religiously. Go Akron Zips, my alma mater. Akron Zips, they play. Uh, actually, they play in about an hour. So as soon as we're done with this, I'm going to be listening and cheering them on. Anyway, main event, we kick things off with our intercontinental champion, Mr. Wade Barrett, heading down to the ring. And we get a nice little v- uh, video recap on Monday Night Raw of that triple threat match where, for those of you that follow me on Twitter, I was just going nuts on Twitter about this match and how much I loved it. If we're doing a star rating for it, it was a five-star match to me. That was how a triple threat match should be. And I, I, I can't get enough of it. I know you want to ask me what, I, what I'm going to rate that match. What would you have rated that match? I would have given it a four stars. I thought it was amazing. For you, a four star is like <laughs> me giving something ten stars. So that shows how good that match was. Five stars, i got to remember it for life. Fair enough. I know. I was just as shocked as you, Stephen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we got a little recap of that, and you know, we see, you know, Barrett again come down to the ring for his match, and the Miz on commentary. You know, he's talking about. He's like, I'm not taking anything away from Wade Barrett. He won the match. You know, he he was so close in capturing the title. He hit the skull crushing finale on Jericho, but then he got rolled up by by Wade Barrett. And he's like, you know, that day Barrett was the better man. He outsmarted me. I couldn't believe that he won that match. I truly, my prediction last show, if you remember, it was Chris Jericho winning that right. match, and I, I couldn't believe it because it almost felt like, you know, what was the point for like the last two Raws building that whole triple threat match and bringing in Brad. Maddox, and it just didn't make any sense that Wade Barrett would win that match, but he did. He did, and yeah. and you know, and he's continuing that momentum. Probably the biggest win of his career, beating two WWE champions in the same match, brings it the momentum. The main event where he's taking on Mr. R Truth. What's yeah. up? I don't know what's up with him. <laughs> wow, I was just saying what's up to you, but all right. We'll go. Uh, oh, you were saying what's up to me? <laughs> yeah, why not? Or what's up to everyone watching and listening? You know, it's yeah. what R Truth does. That's what he does, so that's why I did it. All right. I don't know. I like our truth It's just that um, I, I feel like he could do a, a better job. I don't know. Nah. Who knows? I mean, he's been around a long time. He's, I don't know his exact age. He's one of the oldest wrestlers on the roster. Yeah, I didn't know that. You told me that while we were watching Main yeah. Event. I had no idea. Um, but, you know, our truth taking um, control early in the match, uh, dominating clothesline and Barrett out of the ring. And this was phenomenal camera work 
by the WWE because once once our truth um, clothesline Barrett out of the ring, the camera instead of staying on Barrett or going our truth, it turns to Miz, and Miz has this grin of approval, and I thought that was fantastic because yeah. like you can tell like all right, Miz is giving him his props for winning that match on Raw. But he's like, I, I still, I still want a PC. I still haven't had a one-on-one title match with you. Yeah. So you know, I just love that little grin. Um, and you know, and then Michael Cole brings up, you know, Miz, maybe you have some unfinished business, you know, with with Wade Barrett. We'll have to wait and see because we don't have a Mania match announced yet. Yeah, Miz mentioned on the show they've never had a one-on-one match officially, so. It'll be interesting, but it does sound like it, you. It sounds like your prediction was right, Christian. It's gonna be a. It's gonna be at WrestleMania. That's what it seems like. Our well, truth is forty-one years old. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, Stat Boy. I told you he was in his forties. That's hard to believe. He does not look forty-one at all. Um, well, yeah. He, yeah, if I can look like that at age forty-one, I'd be. <laughs> I mean, I'm thirty right now, and I look awful. But uh, I. Well, and just my gut. But other than that, oh, you look good. You know, you kind of. You kind of remind me of Brock Lesnar. To be honest with you, you have a similar complexion. What? Yeah, you do. You have a similar complexion. You know, all Lesnar. the time I get, I get a young Bob Backlund. But I've never gotten Brock Lesnar. I don't know. Thank maybe you. Because, no, Brock Lesnar. He's a former UFC champion. That's a compliment. WWE champion. Yeah. All right. I'm Brock Lesnar now. Maybe awesome. I was, uh, in psychology, they call that primed. Maybe I was primed with uh, the image of Brock Lesnar from Monday's Raw. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and anyway, back back over to the match. Uh, Miz also you know, continues still to put Barrett over, talking about how you know Way Barrett proved on Monday that he is a fighting champion, that he's defending the title. You know, over and over now in, in a difficult triple threat match. And that's what he loved about the Intercontinental title. When he was a kid growing up, that's why I loved the title so much. Me personally growing up and still to this day, the Intercontinental title has always been my favorite title. Because that was like the stepping stone title. And like, you know, when I was a kid, imagine that maybe one day I'll be a wrestler. I never wanted to be the world champion. I just wanted to be the Intercontinental champion. I love that title. And I love the wrestlers that would fight for it. Because I figured like they were all kind of... When I was a kid, thinking, oh, well, they're not a high flyer. They're not a super heavyweight. I can hang with these guys. Same here. The Intercontinental title, to me, was always something very special. And I think guys like Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels and Mr. Perfect, and they really uh, put a lot of, even Bret Hart, put a lot of prestige in that title. And it felt like it kind of just watered away over the years. But they're bringing it back, and it's, it's beautiful to see. Putting on the spot real quick. Greatest Intercontinental champion of all time. Who? Uh, Razor Ramon. Interesting choice. All right. I say Mr. Perfect. Okay. I loved Mr. Perfect as an Intercontinental Champion. Um, anyway, so Barrett, um, you know, coming back in the match, he nails his, well, supposedly nails his signature big boot while you know, R-Truth is kind of hanging from <laughs> rope. But we saw it because then they did a replay at the we end of the match. We saw the replay. <laughs> he didn't really hit it too well no. this week. Normally that's one of his signature moves. Obviously, you know, nobody's perfect. But, you know, it just seemed like, all right, well, if you saw from the original angle and it didn't hit it full force. He missed it by that why, much. <laughs> why, why show it again in the replay? Yeah. Um, but our truth you know, fighting back as we come back from the commercial, hits a nice hurricanrana on Barrett. Impressive. But then Barrett takes in control again, nails his bull hammer. Um, nails it pretty well again. Now he's not, he's not winding them up. Like, he's not holding yeah. on to them like he used to. Now he's just running like it's a clothesline. Which I like a lot more. And connects well with it. And the Intercontinental Champion. Hey, a non-title match. The Intercontinental yeah. Champion. He won. It's two weeks in a row now. And not to mention he won the triple threat match too. He's on a roll. I guess, uh, again, it seems like this is building for that WrestleMania match that we both predict. So we'll see. Well, yeah. And we'll, and we'll see. You know, um, at the end of the match, Barrett grabs the microphone. And he's like, that is what you call a barrage. <laughs> or however, however he says it, I can't do a British accent. Yeah, um, play you know, on but, words. Yeah, <laughs> you know when he when he first talked about the Barrett Barrage, everyone laughed at him. But now, now those people, you know, nobody's laughing now. They're 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 double que- question. Blah. I'm just rambling. They're questioning themselves now of why they would say that. And all will fall victim to the bull hammer. On Raw, he destroyed Jericho and that punk sitting over there as he points to Miz. I, I personally, I like, you know, obviously calling him out. But there's a wrestler with the name Punk. Use a different word. Say, yeah. say jerk. Say, say dweeb. I don't care what you say. But don't say the same name as another wrestler. Good point. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Baird then leaves the ring. 
kind of holding the title, still talking a little bit in front of the Miz's face, gives him a little shove. Miz falls in a chair, and then Miz snaps. He gets up, starts clubbing away at Barrett, throws him back in the ring, stomping Way Barrett, hightails it. Miz is all angry, taking off his tie and everything. He's ready, he's ready to go. He doesn't care if he's in his $1,000 suit. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he's ready to fight right there. And Way Barrett running away, again, just planting those seeds. No official announcement yet. Maybe we'll get on SmackDown this week. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we're ready for that Intercontinental title match between Miz and Barrett one-on-one. And Mania would be the perfect setup for it. I want to see some physical contact with those two guys, like really uh, before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I still feel like it needs some more buildup. But, but you know, it's been a lot of we still seed got, planning. We got about two and a half weeks before yeah. Mania. So there's still time. There's still this week's SmackDown, two more Raw. Uh, no, so... Three more SmackDowns, two more Raws, and two more main events. It's so hard to believe, though, what's happened in The Miz. I mean, wasn't last WrestleMania he was in the World uh, Championship match? Two years ago. Two years ago, my Two bad. years ago. Uh, last year... How did he wrestle last year? I'm, draw- I'm drawing a complete blank with Maybe, that, too. Maybe uh, someone could help us because with that he, on the comments. Because he completely... Like, he would when he was the heel character, he would just completely bring up over and over... Oh, he was on Team Johnny. Oh, okay. Or Team Ted. He was, on, he was in the Raw versus SmackDown team match. Okay. That's where he was, um, but yeah, but he just always kept bringing up the how he main event in WrestleMania 27. Oh, so okay. everyone like forgets what he did in WrestleMania 28 because he <laughs> just kept bringing up 27. Uh, star rating for Wade Barrett versus r Truth. What you got? I'd have to give this one a two and a half stars. Two and a half stars. It was a fast paced match. You know, Wade is on a winning streak. Is again that build up uh, for hopefully WrestleMania. And overall, it was it was a decent match, but again, it wasn't really memorable. It was a shame he missed the uh, the boot to the face mm-hmm. spot, and uh, but but it showed it showed Wade as a dominant force, and ultimately, I think it got the job done for its purpose. Yeah, um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it three uh, stars solely because of the commentary buildup for it. If you know if it wasn't as good for that, it would probably wouldn't drop it between a two and two and a half because the match was eh. Um, again, we were talking about like you know the boot. Um, I love Wade Barrett. I I think he's a future world champion. I really do, and I like the idea of feuding him with the Miz. And I like I like how really main event has been the place where they've built up this entire feud. If you yeah, think about it, it's hard to believe. Which is which is great, and we get to talk about it, yeah. which is even better. It's good for us. It it's, is it, great for us because yeah. you because know, you know they're they're looking out for you and I. <laughs> That's solely what they're doing. Gives us something to talk about. That's right. <laughs> Now we come and we take a look back at Monday Night Raw with the contract signing where uh, Paul Heyman is there, you know, with Triple H signing the contract. Obviously, you know, Lesnar comes down. When we find out our official stipulation for this match, we've been talking about it, trying to think in our minds what it's going to be, and we have no holds barred. Dud. (laughs) (sighs) It was such a letdown. Oh, but by the way, Triple H's career is on the line. Again, yeah. uh, you know, I was watching the Raw after show, and Ryan Katz said, "What he wrestles one one or two matches a year, Triple H. So, so what?" And last year we had the end of an era match where they were coming up like, "This is the end of an era. We're not going to see this again with Triple H and the Undertaker." WrestleMania one year later, they're both in marquee matchups. Plus, it wasn't really clear on Raw if his career as a wrestler was on the line or as COO, but they made it clear on main event that it's uh, it his says the wrestler. As a wrestler. Yeah. But you, on the other hand, like now when they were showing the video package, you know, they're showing like the things that Paul Heyman was saying. It's like, all right, you're going to be blindfolded. Nah. You're going to be handcuffed and your ankle shank. No, you're no. You know what? Stephanie will go to the winner. I mean, the loser. Obviously, the things, you know, just to anger him. But you, when we were watching in the back, <laughs> to your credit, sir, I, I tip my imaginary cap to you. Thank you. It came up with something that for drama buildup would have been fantastic. Please, the floor is yours. I, I want the world to hear Cameron Cash's idea for this because I honestly loved it. You know, I just thought it was very enticing. The whole that, – that stipulation that's not the real stipulation, the loser – Get Stephanie, I thought was it was almost like something out of a movie. And the way you would make that work, I believe, I believe, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. is that the winner of that match would also gain control as COO. So the dilemma would so, really be on Triple H. So that if this stipulation was a real stipulation, 
if he loses the match, he gets Stephanie. But if he wins the match, he keeps control of the company right. as COO. So, so you, you win the match, you boost your ego, and you're still COO, but you no longer have your wife. If right. you lose the match... You know, you, you have to swallow your pride. You have to lose your title as COO, you know, whether it's just for TV purposes or whatever. Um, and, but you can keep, you know, the love of your life. It would have been like a great drama build-up type of, type of angle. Obviously, you know, they're not going to do something like that. Yeah. But, but, you know, it was, it was a very interesting thought. And that's why I wanted you to bring it up on the show. Because it's just like, you know, we don't really go, like, you know, like into, like, fantasy booker. Yeah. Type moments, but but that that had a little intrigue to it. So I mean, that's they why they mentioned, you know, the the idea of if the the loser gets Stephanie. Uh, Paul Heyman mentioned that, and I think, uh, man, it would have been amazing. It, it just the amount of confusion you would see Cri- Triple H having to go through, and it would it would have made for some great TV. Well, you you know, we can we can only dream. We can only <laughs> dream about it. We're stuck with no holes barred. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then all of a sudden, you know, we go and we get uh, footage from Raw, um, again, of the big show running down to, um, to save Sheamus and Orton from the Shield, the Shield retreating. It's been, it was announced on Raw that Ryback has been removed from the six-man tag and will have a one-on-one match with Mark Henry at WrestleMania. So Orton and Sheamus need to find a partner. And Big Show's been trying to convince them, hey, let me be your partner. They've been messing with me. So then we cut to a backstage interview. We got Sheamus on main event. We yeah. got the Celtic Warrior talking in the backstage. And, you know, he's going over, you know, like the pros and cons of, of having Big Show as a teammate. He's like, well, he's held every title, you know, in the business. He's such a dominant, intimidating force. You know, they would be, you know, afraid of him. But he's conniving. He, you know, he can stab you in the back at any time. He's not trustable. Not trustable. So, so what, do I, what do I think? You know what? When sheep fly out of my arse, <laughs> I'll consider it. That's quote PG unquote. For, that is PG for you, arse. <laughs> my arse. So, so they're they're kind of teasing the idea that that you know we're not going to have Big Show as our partner. Where I mean, obviously he hasn't. I thought it was officially announced really on Raw, but I guess it wasn't. And so right now it's still listed as a handicap match. I don't understand why they're prolonging this, uh, you know, confirmation because it's they're obviously going to announce it. I think on Raw or SmackDown. No, they're going to announce on Raw that the third man for their team will be Yoshitatsu. <laughs> no, you don't think he's going to get a Mania moment in that match? No, unfortunately. Nah, no. right. eh, darn. <laughs> um, all right, and then we come back. Well, after that, we see a Divas tag team match. We're about to get here on main event. Exciting. Alicia Fox and Oksana. I was a little confused at first because Alicia was coming down in the ring with Oksana, who's a heel, and Alicia Fox is high-fiving fans and then, like, takes off her jacket and starts, like, twirling, like, trying to get the crowd behind us. Like, hey, we, what's going on here? Because Alicia Fox is one of those divas that, like, she's one of those few that they really don't know what to do with. Because, like, one week she's a good girl, the next week she's a bad girl. You know, trying to decide what they exactly want to do. Yeah, you were telling me they could easily make her the next Rihanna. I think she could be the Rihanna. Like, you know, claim, claim, you know, make her, I wouldn't say a dancer because obviously you have the Funkadactyls, but just like kind of the personality. I mean, she already kind of has it with the outfits. And I mean, she kind of looks like Rihanna to begin with. I mean, you know, they could do, they could do something with that. You know, make her kind of like an edgy, almost. You know, I don't want to say, like, hip-hop or, you know, just, like, you know, just go, like, straight to it. But you can kind of have, like, a little edgy, you know, feel to her um, while keeping her, like, a, you know, a powerful diva still, you know, looking sexy with, like, you know, the, the extravagant outfits that she comes out in. She, she's got, like, the most unique outfits probably out of any diva when she comes out to the ring. After seeing this Divas match, and we're going to go through it, I really felt like the Divas in the WWE are almost like an untapped area of entertainment for the WWE that they're not really just, they're not using to its fullest, but it's great we actually see a full Divas match. And, and it was, it was like eight or nine minutes or so, I think, the actual length of the match. It had a good length to it. And, and one of the problems with that, you, we saw a Divas tag match, that's half of the Divas division. Was you know like those two tag teams, um, Alicia Fox and Oksana, they go on and take on uh, the team of Layla and Natalia. Hey, Natalia gets to wrestle. Like Hallelujah. arguably, arguably the best women's wrestler is wrestling for once. That's nice. No more backstage fart storylines. <laughs> oh God, I don't want to remember anything about that. Now, 
Now, while the process of them coming out, we get the clip again of how Alicia Fox and Natalia were recently in Rwanda uh, for, like, the Nothing But Net campaign. Like, you know, raising money and donating different, you know, mosquito nets, you know, to help aid, you know, all the all the children uh, down there in Rwanda. And, you know, in, in, you know, typical fashion with WWE, we take this, you know, very, you know, pos- like this positive story and we decide to turn it into a storyline. Um, Alicia Fox grabs the microphone. She's like, you know... Natalia and I had an incredible time in Rwanda, but I got to tell you, I think it benefited me more than her because the entire time, Natalia's just talking about her stupid boyfriend, the great Kali, and his giant hands, and his giant feet, and his giant ego, and, uh, you know, it, and it upsets Natalia because, hey, this girl's talking trash about my boy, my seven foot four boyfriend. <laughs> you know, so Natalia trying to get her hands on, on Alicia Fox, but the match starts out with... Uh, Natalia and Oksana, and right from the get-go, a takedown by Natalia. We got a side headlock, and I can't and Ox- believe you caught this because I couldn't catch it on the standard definition feed. Well, that we we got HD here, and yeah. and someone ought to tell the divas that next time. Now, by the way, you're in HD because um, Oksana's outfit. For those of you that might have not seen main event, it was um, like very low on the back, so like you see her entire back. Her back was bare. Her back was bare, exactly. So Natalia has her down for a side headlock, and she's kind of like sliding her around like a circle in a ring. And on the canvas, I don't know if it was tanning lotion, some powder of some kind or whatever, but all of a sudden all this makeup from Oksana's back is on the canvas. <laughs> and like the entire time, like when I first saw it, I'm like, someone, is someone bleeding? Like is someone a main, did someone get, no, that's makeup. You know, it's actually, just, that didn't really look like blood. It, it was well, a just in the brown. <laughs> well, well on, the, on the first glance, when you know, when you see when you see some type of residue of any kind on a mat, your first instinct was oh, it might be blood. But then all of a sudden, obviously, when like they got up and you saw, I was like, no, that's Oksana's back makeup or spray tan lotion, spray, spray t- something. Tan, you know, so it was, so I'm you know, you know, maybe I don't know. I I don't use that stuff. I I, I would think stuff like that might eventually dry. I don't know, but. <laughs> But, yeah, um, might need to just double-check that later on. Now, to a credit, obviously we're making fun of the fact that the makeup, but Oksana, honestly, to me, looked very good in this match. I have not been an Oksana supporter. I, no, seriously. I haven't, I, I've, you know, for a while I was trying to think, oh, what is she doing? Like, she's not very good. She's definitely impro- Like, this match really showed me. I know Ryan Katz on Raw has been firmly behind her um, and his favorite diva of all time, Caitlin, um, as, as they always say on that show. But she looked impressive to me in this match. She she cared, She was in the match, like 80% of the match. Um, you know, and she looked good. It was a good back-and-forth uh, match. Layla was also in the match quite a bit. Layla was also in the match. For the most part, it was Oksana versus Layla. Uh, which which can work, and and you know eventually Layla makes the hot tag to Natalia, um, and Natalia cleaning house, you know hits a few good moves and then gets her hands on Alicia Fox. Eventually, eventually gets Alicia in the sharpshooter. Oh, Alicia had this because of how flexible Alicia is. She went for this big boot in the turnbuckle and missed, and like you know she's literally like a straight line. Like when when she ended up pinning the turnbuckle, it it looked it looked really good, um, and that and that helped Natalia set up for the sharpshooter. Natalia and Layla are victorious in a well paced, good diva tag team match. I loved it. I I had to watch it a few times because when you see my rating, you'll see why that I had to. You make watch sure. it a few times because it's the divas and they're all pretty. Don't lie. No, no, that's not the reason. <laughs> Genuinely, I loved... Well, that's a part of the reason. I mean, they are pretty. I'm not going to decline uh, that or deny that statement. <laughs> but there was a lot of great ga- grappling in this match, a lot of unique moves. There was a, even a A comedic, lot of good technical wrestling as well. Yeah, it was really surprising. It was something I feel like I haven't seen in, like... <laughs> I don't even remember the last time I saw this in a Divas match. There was uh, the comedic factor. I thought Oksana and Alicia Fox... Um, it was, it was, uh, what was it? I'm sorry, I had a little loss of train of thought. You were thinking was... of Oksana and, and Layla. I get it. Yeah. It happens. It happens. No, Layla had a little comedy in there. Like, she she um, actually spanked Oksana at one point in the match. Um, well, the way Layla was acting, like a little She goofy, was kind of a little goofy. Like, like a little, something you yeah. see like in Street Fighter from like Chun-Li or something. Wow. <laughs> so we have the guy music last week, and now this week you bring up Chun-Li. 
Wow. Next week, Rye was going to be our guest. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, and uh, don't forget the double leg push face plant by Oksana. It was like the it, the Miz. She's used it, that before. I've seen that her before. Thighs to jab her head in the mat. It was a uh, a unique maneuver. It was a very interesting maneuver. <laughs> You're just drooling. You're in love from this match. So you want to hear my rating? But, uh, I'm, I'm guessing you gave it like 20 stars at this point. <laughs> Three stars, Three baby. star match. Three stars. I thought it was better than the Wade Barrett, uh, who was he wrestling? I don't even remember. Wow, you already forgot. Our truth <laughs> I already forgot. You see, that's why I don't <laughs> give that match a three stars. Once I hit the three stars... Uh, then you start remembering. It's memorable. And I think I'm going to remember this match for quite a while. I really enjoyed it. And uh, the fans were into it. It was a beautiful match. Three and a half. Oh, okay. Divas, Divas, one of the best Divas matches, really, that I've seen on TV in a long time because they gave them time. They, you know, like, like I said, it was somewhere, I don't know the exact time length, it was somewhere between probably eight to ten minutes long. Yeah. Um, and I love getting to see Natalia wrestle, not just dance around with Grey Kali. I like seeing Alicia Fox, I mean, although she wasn't in the match very much. I like seeing Alicia Fox wrestle because I think she's the most underrated Diva. Of them all. Although I think she needs to work on her acting a little bit. It wasn't the mic work good. needs a little work. Yeah. Um, well, you're mean, right. I agree with you. But but still, I mean, you know, main event, let's have an 8 to 10 minute Diva match every week on main event. Let them cut a promo on there. Have them, since, you know, obviously Raw is watched by more than main event, use this. When I was watching the match, when Natalia put that sharpshooter on and won the match, I had a flashback to, to China and uh, her days as Intercontinental Champion, and we talked about this briefly as we were watching Main Event. It's a shame there's no more cross, cross-gender matches. As soon as I they would... went to TVPG, they would not allow a man to hit a woman. And you, when was the last time you saw a man? What was that? <laughs> One fight. Oh, Street Fighter music. <laughs> All right, and you know, and we'll get a time machine and go back five minutes, and that would be relevant. Oh, I, oh. I love you, Stephen. You we know, love I'm you, man. But a little <laughs> delay. <laughs> um, but no, like you're talking about, like you know, TVPG um, time. You know, when when since they've been TVPG, have you seen a man physically, like even even just like grabbing the hair or whatever? Like you don't see that uh, because you know they don't want to. They don't want to show. You know, like things to get ideas of domestic violence. Well, don't forget the woman is also going to be hitting the man, and I could actually see many females preferring almost well, to see w- a match like that. Well, women have um, not this past Rumble, but the year before, Karma was in the Rumble. She eliminated Michael Cole. She gave Dolph Ziggler her her finishing like power bomb move, and you know. But it's just a matter of you know, like how buff are you as a woman? Well, she, well, she, don't step to Karma. But, yeah, but the she's fact, huge. Yeah, like, but the fact that, you know... As in, like, I think, I think it's, <laughs> At that point, I think it's not fair. It's like, you know, it's one of those things, like, hit you. Oh, you can't hit me back. You know, like, well, then don't be in the rumble. Cause. I can really <laughs> see, like, a, like a, a Natalia... I could really see her one-on-one with, like, a Chris Jericho or something like that. And I think it would be a great match. Sharpshooter versus Lion Tamer or Walls of Jericho. They could really make it work, but, but I don't think we'll ever see it get the light of day. Would you rather see that than Jericho versus Fon? Da go. Actually, yes, I would. I've right. never seen Fandango <laughs> wrestle. So, well, you know, we're giving our comments about about the show overall. You know, so far, very good main event. But you know who else can comment? The people watching and the people listening. And you know where they can do that by going to iTunes. iTunes. You can give us a five star rating. You can rate. Um, you know, put down a good comment. You can like it on our on the YouTube page and leave a comment there as well. And the most important thing is you spread the word of many event after buzz this is only our third week so we're still relatively new not many people might know that after buzz is now doing a show for wwe main event so keep spreading the word our numbers have been fantastic because of you guys um for those of you listening i'm pointing to the camera so those of you listening it's because of you guys (laughs) and so you know we want to keep that momentum going we want these excellent comments and feedback on both on itunes and youtube so it's because you guys keep it coming and you know and and, yeah, do that. Do and that so we can keep providing awesome entertainment for you. And we are reading your comments. Please comment, like us, uh, rate us on iTunes, give us a five stars. I think right now we're at 4.5 or 4.5 stars. Did we drop? We were at a five. I think someone gave us a three stars. Yeah. We need to get up to four and three quarter four stars. <laughs> I want four and seven eighth stars. Can, can iTunes product that, produce that? <laughs> 
Um, and so <laughs> after the Divas match, we come back and we got a recap. Of the Undertaker and CM Punk promo, which both of us were in like 100% agreement on, right. on how flat the Undertaker was on Raw. He spoke, he said like three sentences, just very generic. It's like, you know, you got personal at WrestleMania, I'm going to hurt you. Uh, you know, and that was pretty much the gist of his, that was pretty much his entire promo. And CM Punk with an excellent promo, while, well, you know, messing around with the urn, but like you were saying, you know, all of a sudden when he dropped the urn, not much reaction from Undertaker. I thought the urn is is Undertaker's power. When when CM Punk drops that urn, you would one would believe or one would think that Undertaker would react in some sort of like negative way in a physical or mental level. All he did was put his head down. I would I would I would think he'd be acting more as a person. You know, in in this um, quote unquote, you know, a person because obviously you know he's he's the dead man. He's like no soul. But there was times. You know, in the Attitude Era, where we saw not not talking about when he was like riding the motorcycle, but when he was, you know, you know the the dead man. How we saw more we saw more backstage segments with him. We saw more of a personality with him. We would see him when he was with the corporate ministry. We would see him laugh at times, yeah. which obviously like you know a sinister, evil laugh. But it's just like you know. This is like a per- this is personal stuff. That's your urn, man. He should That's- be furious. He should be running after Punk. He should be there should be some physical contact here. He's just in a sense as much as I love the Undertaker and I think he's a phenomenal wrestler. He he's kind of become the dead man. <laughs> you know, uh, he's been where- around since 1990. That and that's when the Undertaker debuted. He was wrestling before that. Well, yeah. I mean, he's ima- been around forever. But imagine, imagine let's say CM Punk or, I'm sorry, Undertaker. Are you able it. to imagine this? Because you're still thinking of Divas. No, I'm not thinking okay. of the Divas. <laughs> Although, I, that was a big All right, go, go, go ahead. What were you saying? Let's say Undertaker did react mm-hmm. when CM Punk accidentally dropped the urn. And then CM Punk sees that Undertaker reacts. So then CM Punk starts playing with the urn. He says, Bye, bomb! That would have been awesome, seeing how Undertaker would always react with that urn. That, that whole... That whole Thing you're adding there, I don't know what you would call it. Mental mind games by CM Punk would be fantastic. Plus, we haven't even seen Undertaker do any mind games on CM Punk. What about the putting like a fake Diesel in the casket or a dead CM Punk in the casket, scaring him, spooking him, or all of a sudden with the snap of his fingers, he's backstage right in front of CM Punk as the lights go dark. I mean, right now it's just like it was very, very underwhelming. You know, you know, it'd be really interesting. This literally, as you were saying this, this idea popped in my head. You're talking about like CM Punk, you know, like doing more stuff and Undertaker as well. I say, you know, again, if uh, I hate that we're doing the fantasy booger stuff on Raw, I want to see CM Punk watching Undertaker WrestleMania videos and eating popcorn out of the urn. <laughs> well, what's supposed to be in the urn? It's the power of the Undertaker. Some people have speculated it's supposed to be like the Undertaker's parents' ashes or his mom's ashes. Although if they've had different urns over the years, so I mean, and don't forget, who was it? Uh, Kamala Mustafa. He was the other guy in the history of the WWE who also stole the urn. And in that storyline, he he melted the urn into a gold necklace until Undertaker, I think, beat him at like SummerSlam or something to get the necklace back and recast it. And as and, and made a brand new urn out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now now this brings me to to an interesting uh, question. That that you, Cameron Cash, I'm going to ask. Sure. So we got you know our three marquee matchups, like you know three main events uh, for Mania. You got Cena, Rock, Undertaker, CM Punk, and Triple H, Brock Lesnar. Pretty much with the buildup that you're seeing on paper, thinking you know it's a it's a definite of Triple H winning, Cena winning, and Taker winning. So who in your mind right now, out of those three? Do you think it's most likely to lose? Like, because you would think they would do some type of swerve and at least have one of them lose. Right. Which one of them do you think would possibly lose? Because right now, obviously, it's it sound on paper, again, highly unlikely that could happen. But I think John Cena would be the most likely to lose. And, and what do you think would happen with that, though? Like, how do you think the fans were? How do you think the WWE universe would react? Well, they would have Cena? a rematch at Extreme Rules, Rock and Cena, and just and him just kind of win it there. Yeah. 
Hmm. So, you know, I I cannot believe I'm saying again. I don't on paper. I don't expect any of this to happen. But right now, out of the three, I think it's Undertaker. I know it's crazy because a few weeks ago I'm like, there's no way the streak yeah. can end. But the way Punk's been setting it up. And Punk really emphasized, and you heard it, you know, on the recap. Disqualification and countout. He is going to do everything in his power to make Undertaker um, get disqualified. Yeah. And you, you don't expect yeah. it to happen. I don't expect no. it to happen. But it's like it's that. Like, what if? What if all of a sudden, you know, Taker just hits him with a chair, and all of a sudden, you know, how would that referee? Feel? That referee would never be able to ref again. But like, ring the bell saying Undertaker lost by disqualification. It's a fascinating point, but don't forget the last 20 WrestleManias, disqualification could have happened, and so could have a countout, and it didn't. So Not the last three years. Well, um, well, the first Shawn Michaels, Triple H, I mean, they did count, so there was a countout for that one, but you know, ref was very lenient. The second Shawn Michaels match, I believe, was no countout, no disqualification. The first Triple H match was Street Fight, so no count on no disqualification. And the second Triple H match was Hell in a Cell. Wow. Well, then thank you for the correction. Well, I mean, so so out of the last four years, technically, I believe, only once of his last four matches could there have been the count on or DQ. So, okay. you know, because now, you know, like they're, and they're bringing it up. They're making it a big factor. Still, though, I think they're just trying to hype it up more than it really is. But that's, but that's fine. Hype it. Hype. Yeah, hype it. But I'm more excited for that time. match than Roxena. I mean, I'm sure you agree with that. I mean, are you more excited for Roxena than CM Punk Undertaker? Wow. Yeah, I am. Wow, that silence said it all right there. I think Rock and Cena is going to be a much more exciting match. Well, we disagree on that one, but we've been finally agree- disagree. I know we've been agreeing a lot today. So, I mean, what I don't know what happened between last week and this week. We're agreeing a lot more. I don't know. The wavelength seems to have changed. Maybe it was Corey. Maybe it was Corey. The whole no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we love you, Corey. You're coming back next week. Um, Indeed. And now we get to our main event of main event. No, I just realized I said that main event of main event. Uh, the, and we got a tag team match again, but this time, you know, two legit tag teams. The primetime players, Darren Young and Titus O'Neil taking on the Usos. Jimmy and Jay, they both got their entrances, the full-length entrance. Right. Again, the Usos, lowest guys on the card with Pyro. Love it. You got to love their, uh, what is it, Chibitao dance or Civitao dance? Civitao, I think yeah. I think it was. Um, I thought it was very interesting. The first, like, five minutes of this match, it was all Usos. And it wasn't like them, like, doing, like, big moves and, like, you know, Darren and Titus both getting attacked and going out of the ring to recover. This was just, like, methodical tag team wrestling in a squash fashion by the, by the good guys. You know, Uso's making frequent tag motion, just taking it to Darren Young. Finally, we get to commercial break with Darren, fi- like, finally in his corner, just, you know, just laid out. Titus hasn't seen, like, a thing at this point. And all of a sudden, we come back from commercial, and Titus is in complete control. It's funny. We were joking. Titus looks funny in those trunks. It, it just... He might need a little longer. I mean, him, him and Big E Langston need to go to, like, the Big and Tall store what happened and just to get the... some more tr- uh, longer trunks. Yeah. <laughs> what happened to the longer trunks? I mean, Jericho, he, he made it look awesome, and then he went to the short trunks. It's like everybody has, has converted to the short trunks. I don't get it. I don't know. But, uh, you know, uh, at this point, uh, Titus... In control now, the primetime players are making frequent tags. They did this move where uh, I believe it was Jimmy Uso that was in the ring at the time. I mean, you just got you you do everything in your power to try to find that little tattoo on the chest to tell the two of them apart because that's really all you can do. Miz and Cole were lost. I mean, they Cole just said just the Usos. Oose. Oose. <laughs> Oose is going up top, but um, but they they do this one of the primetime players' uh, signature moves where Titus picks up Darren for a, a suplex and then drops him like you know flat onto their opponent. Well, I believe it was Jimmy Uso. He was on his side. So you should be like this, and he was like this. That could cause a lot of injuries to both you and Darren. You know, right. you, know you you got to make sure that for splat because that essentially is a splash. Like, it's almost like a top rope splash from how high you're dropping. You should be as flat as can be, you know, to make it look as more as effective as can be. Him on his side, I mean, thankfully... 
Seems no, like nobody. Darren, no, it didn't seem like anybody got hurt from it. But it did seem like Darren was a little confused by it too, because he was almost selling that he he was in pain after that maneuver. Well, that smart ring awareness, then knowing like, oh, well, he kind of turned a little bit, so I got to act like this was, you know, this affected me. Like the most, uh, one of the most brilliant things that I see with things like that, and you don't see it as often as as you would hope. Say someone's climbing the ropes or like running to do a springboard, and they slip. What you know? What you should do? You should pretend like you hurt your knee, and start limping. Whether you know whether you're hurt or not, you know this way like you 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 can show, and then hopefully your opponent has the awareness of all right. Now I'm going to work on the knee, so we make this you know seem like all right. That was not that was not a meant us like he didn't mean to slip or whatever right. you know you know make it work it into the match. It's smart ring psychology exactly, and Darren Young showed it in this match to his credit. But you know as as the match continues, there was a great by the way. I don't know if you said it. Oh, yet. go ahead. The great hip toss from Titus to one of the Usos. Oh, I have not said that yet. No. Um, Yeah, but yeah. (laughs) No, no, no. That was that 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 actually happened before the suplex move. So yeah, that was that all that hip toss that also looked really good in the turnbuckle. It didn't look like the cleanest hip toss, but for that angle, that worked that way. That's what made it look cool. Yeah, just like he just literally just like kind of threw him in there. Um, But eventually, and this I found interesting, the double down in this match was just a backdrop. Where you know Uso just hit a backdrop on Titus, and that's and that's what it took for him to you know get the momentum to reach the hot tag to to Jay, and then from there, Uso's just cleaning house, hitting all their signature moves, the big head head shrinker s splash off the top rope, and Uso's two weeks in a row a main event beat two uh, you know tag teams, and you know and I think upset the primetime players. I don't know what you think about that. I think I think primetime players are set for a tag title. In fact, I would much rather have primetime players versus the Usos for the tag team titles at WrestleMania because they're like legit tag teams than Team Hell No versus Dolphin Big E for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be more entertaining because it would mean more. The tag titles mean more in that sense because these guys are legitimate tag teams. I totally agree with you. It's almost they're they're. <laughs> The whole tag titles in the past few years have just been, it's kind of lost its meaning, and they should be putting it on real tag teams, these belts, not on Kane and Daniel Bryan, who we don't even know how much longer they're going to be a tag team for. So it's just kind of, in my opinion, kind of dumb. Right, right. Um, but yeah, but again, that's, that's how the match ends. Usos victorious. Star rating, what you got? Well, I have two or three things to say about this match. First, I was surprised to see the Usos on main event tonight. Don't forget, last week we mentioned... Sorry, the DUI. That yeah. Jim, I believe it was Jimmy that had yeah. the DUI. So it seems like WWE standards have changed, and uh, it's interesting to see that. Furthermore... And also the fact that they won. Yeah, which shows that they're not going to be penalized in any way. The other thing was that, for me, it was really, really hard to follow this match unless I muted it. I thought the commentating should have been way better. Yeah, we were talking about it because the whole time in the commentary, they're talking about one all the stuff on WrestleMania. Yeah, well, it was one. Well, it was not just WrestleMania. The it Marine. Like, it was like one advertisement after another with like how many Twitter followers the Miz has and stuff like that. It was just, they, it was like they weren't even following the match, and it really did seem that way. Like like we said earlier, it's Cole didn't even know which Uso. Uh, that match. Uso was that match has nothing to do with WrestleMania, so why bother? And, and honestly, it's, it's sad to say that, but in this time frame of these next two and a half weeks, if there is a match that has nothing to do with the WrestleMania card that you see on TV, that's probably what you're going to see because all they want to do is hype WrestleMania. But it distracts from the match. Like I, I agree. I, I agree with you. I have to watch the match again and mute it and put on some music on my uh, iPhone. Just to... should have let me know. The professional wrestling's voice of choice would have gladly done the commentary for the match, man. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Maybe in the near future. All right. <laughs> So so, how would you how would you rate this match then? So then I, I gave the match uh, two two and a half stars. All right, um, you know I'm I'm giving it a three. Okay. Because um, I thought it, overall there was some surprising things with like you know just a lot of a lot of dominance you know early on by the Usos and then just complete dominance by the primetime players. So I kind of like that because again they gave it the length. All three of the matches tonight had really good length to them. And that's one of the uh, benefits of main event. They're able to you know, stretch it. If this tag match was on Raw, it would have lasted three minutes. Yeah. This, I mean, it lasted over ten minutes in this in, in, uh, main event today, including you know, the commercial break. 
uh, or not including the commercial break, I should say. Excuse me. So, uh, so I'm going to give it three for that. I agree with you. If if the commentary was more on point with the actual match, probably would have boosted up to like a three and a half. Because commentary for me, you know, it's may, a part may, of the match. It's 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 a big part of the match. Because if I'm if I'm at home and I'm getting up from the couch to go in the kitchen, you know, like you know, grab a soda or something, you know, and I'm not visually seeing a TV, I should be able to know exactly what's going on by what they're saying by still hearing it. Right. In that case, in this match, you wouldn't have been able to do that. Not at all. And then main event ends with a little photo showing that this Monday on Raw, the WWE champion is actually going to be there. Hallelujah. Yeah. (laughs) The Rock will be in the house Monday for Raw. The most electrifying man in sports entertainment today. And, you know, know, continuing to hype up WrestleMania. Speaking of WrestleMania, we'll, we'll plug it, you know, we're plugging it. You know, every show now to build up. If you're not able to go to New York, you know, because that's all sold out, what's the next best place to go? You're going to go to John Lovett's Comedy Comedy Club Club. at Universal City Walk. Why? Because the After Buzz crew is going to be there. We're going to be watching it there on a huge screen. Great food, great drinks. All ages are able to go. So, you know, Dad, you can bring your kid. Just make sure he doesn't take a sip out of your adult beverage. And... And, you know, and then right after, we're going to be doing a WrestleMania podcast right there from the John Lovitz Comedy Club. And um, we, ju- um, we just got uh, confirmed. Uh, I know you watched uh, Monday Night Raw um, after Buzz. Uh, Jesse Heyman, the, the guy from the GoDaddy Super Bowl commercial, the guy who's been in, like, everything. Right. He's going to be there hanging out with us. That lucky man, French Kiss Bar Raffaele. I don't know how he did it. Well, he went for an audition. He handed his resume and headshot and then probably had a callback. And that, that's how these I things know work. That, Mr. Okay. Rosenberg. <laughs> Mr. Rosenberg. <laughs> but um, but you know, he's you know we're and we're you know we're in the process of trying to book some more you know celebrities and wrestlers. So obviously more info will come soon with that. So stick around. But there's one more point I want to bring up on on tonight's show. Hall of Fame. Thank you for reading my mind. <laughs> we talked backstage before this started. Um, what? Yeah, I know. I'm just as shocked as you are, Stephen. So. So, you know, they just lightly talked about at the very end how Booker T was announced as the newest Hall of Famer, the newest addition to the Hall of Fame class. I was curious to hear, um, you know, from you, do you feel that this is, you know, like the right time and is Booker T deserving of, you know, being inducted in this class for the Hall of Fame in New York? He definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, 100 percent, 100 percent. But in 2013... I feel like it's way too early, way too early. See, this, um, this is my my thought of it. I am a firm believer in. I mean, and they they obviously do not do it, but that the WWE Hall of Fame should kind of be set up similar to the other sports: basketball, football, baseball, where someone has to be retired for at least five years before they get inducted. Booker T wrestled in that Team Johnny versus Team Teddy match at WrestleMania last year. Last year, he also had like a two-month feud with Cody Rhodes. Does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? Without a doubt. His accolades, where he, and how he grew up and what he came, where he came from and what he became, no doubt about it, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I just don't think, and for New York, I mean, I think for someone like that, because... The most of his success came in WCW. WCW was not in New York very much, so you know definitely should do guys that you know spend more time in the Garden. I mean that you know obviously Bruno has been in the Garden more than anyone, and so right. that's perfect with him there. Um, makes sense for Donald Trump for the celebrity wing for it this year because he's pretty much based out of New York. Um, so I'm I'm very happy he's in it. I just don't think this year is the right year, like similar to what you were saying. But also when you think when you look at the Hall of Fame class this year, as of right now, they're probably gonna induct one more person. You got Booker, Trish Stratus, Trish Stratus, excuse me, Mick Foley, Bob Backlund, Bruno San Martino. Obviously Donald Trump is elsewhere because it's a celebrity wing, so it's different. But those five, this might be the like as far as Tuttle Reigns and like the amount of them and the length of them. This could be the most successful Hall of Fame class we've ever had, when you think about it. Obviously, no one's touching Bruno's reign record. Bob Backlund is up there and all that. So 
it's just like, you know, and they're going to add one more person. Title, whether that person was a former champion or not, that's an incredibly prestigious class right there. I totally agree. And, you know, for selfish reasons, I want the last person, or persons, I should say, because I want Demolition in the Hall of Fame so badly. I think they're the longest reigning tag champ. They want to go with all these reigns. Demolition, longest tag team champions in history. I want them in the Hall of Fame this year so badly. You know, they were saying that they originally wanted to bring in Harlem Heat, but they couldn't get Stevie Ray. I know we shouldn't be talking gossip, but nah. I think that was... <laughs> Dirt sheet. No. <laughs> no, I mean... And no, no more of that, guys. No, but I mean, I mean Booker... Booker was much, I mean, obviously he had all the tag team success with Stevie Ray, but he didn't, he didn't break out really until he went on his own. And that's when people really started to notice him. Obviously, yeah, they're an incredibly successful tag team. They were never in WWE. That tag team was only in WCW. Booker was tag champion several times with other people in WWE, Goldust, uh, Test, RVD. I'm probably missing one or two other people. And along with King of the Ring. World Heavyweight Champion, five-time WCW Champion, United States Champion. I mean, he's got it all. So so real quick, what's your hypothesis as to why they're booking Booker T in the Hall of Fame this year? Um, I just think, as weird as it sounds, you know, the last several years, they've always had one, like, you know, African-American inductee. And, I mean, you know, we'll, we can talk more about it because I know we got to start getting ready to wrap this up. So we can kind of save that a little more for next week. Because um, hopefully next week we'll have the final inductee as well. But, um, but you know, it's something that, that you've really noticed over the last several years. Um, I mean, obviously there's so many of them that have paved way and done great things. Um, and, I, and, again, Booker T deserves to be in the Hall of Fame, no doubt about it. Again, I just kind of question why this year. But, yeah, so that, that is, that's main event for the week of, of March 20th. Um, Cameron Cash, how can people reach you? How can people contact you and tell you how amazing you are maybe even want to like give you like a virtual hug even i would totally be down for any virtual hug or even real physical hugs you can follow me on twitter at l-a-x-p-o-s-e-d that's l-a exposed no e before the x all right and for those of you that would like to follow me on twitter you can follow me at c rosie v-o-c c-r-o-s-i-e v-o-c um and also I'm getting ready. We're going to start plugging. I have um, another wrestling show coming up at the end of April from the Insane Wrestling League. It's going to be April 26th. It'll be live on iPay-Per-View. The big main event is going to be announced in the next day or two, so go to theiwl.com. You can watch videos on demand and hear the update because it's... I got a little rumor in my mind. I can't disclose it yet. It's going to be a big match. So maybe I'll get to disclose it next week. But, yeah, for Cameron Cash, I am professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg. Thanks for watching. We will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzz TV. TV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.